winds. The winds go lighter tomorrow early in the morning. And then throughout the day, a milder with some sunshine starting to come back. The highs of low 60s. It's another cold night with light winds Wednesday night. Clear skies, lows of 40s. Sunshine Thursday afternoon, upper 60s. Some clouds, some rain chance starting to come back a little bit by Friday afternoon, especially Friday night. Increasingly overcast skies. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Fitzmorris Food Show. Whether Tom is here or not always remains to be seen. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris, the wife, and uh, I will be uh, shepherding the show. Tom will be stopping in and out as he pleases. We've decided Tom can retire if he wants. Um, he doesn't, but sometimes he feels like it. So right now he is not here. He's had lunch with our daughter. And he'll be heading back at some point, and he may or may not be on the show, probably for a little while anyway. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you about food. I've certainly been hanging around it long enough with Tom. 33 years on the air. Last two of them, I've been on the air talking about food with him. He would very much like to know what he has in the almanac today. He is a huge fan of uh, US 90. Um, Tom has some rather unusual things on a bucket list. One of them was that he wanted to drive the entire route of Highway 90, which goes from Jacksonville to... Where does it go? It's, it's all the way out to California, but I'm not sure which city in California, probably probably a little bit uh, south of Los Angeles because it's always been south of 10. I'll have to ask him when he comes back in. But uh, he has done a number of the U.S. highways. He went from, what's, from here, I guess, the um, U.S., which one is Highway 11? We'll have to ask him to sit down and talk about this for a little bit because he is very, very into the highway system. But the National Highway Numbering System came into being today in 1925. And uh, it's too bad that Stan from Trinas, who has been living in Las Vegas this winter, uh, has not already embarked on his way home because I think he's doing that next Friday, a week from Friday, where he'll pick up his reports on Wednesday as he travels through the country. Oh, Dad is here. Okay, because I need him to come sit down for a second. Tom, you're going to miss something great if you don't sit down and talk on your radio show. Today is the day in 1925 that the U.S. Highway Numbering System came into being. And I know how fond you are of that, Highway 90. 
What should I next? Highway I ninety and Highway eleven. Yeah, we're gonna. Mary Lee's gonna take care of that for me. (laughs) It's really hard to do that when I'm doing the show. So I'm glad you're here to do that. Five five six nine six nine six. Mary Lee is trying to coax Tom into uh, talking. All right. Um, Yes, we want to talk to you about Highway ninety, Tom, because you know how you have had on your bucket list. The bucket list. Yes, you have had traveling the length of certain highways, Highway eleven. You actually did travel Highway eleven, didn't you? I did from the absolute. Yeah, which is where. Here, let me show you what. No, don't show me because this is not a this is not a visual uh, show. This is only audio. So I love this. I'm gonna start wearing this from now on. (laughs) Mary Lee actually put those of you who have been listening to Tom do his own show while we're doing a show um, Mary Lee just put his headsets on and he he said I love this I'm going to start wearing these from now on (laughs) I think that's an excellent idea Tom I think that's a really great idea you hold that thought would you sit down though and talk on the mic because I really want to talk to you about the the highway system you can run away now Mary Lee will be out of the door in two seconds. Okay, so Tom, if yes. you could sit up to the mic, I'd really appreciate that. All right, so let's talk about your travels. And the travel on, is yes. fact, and, and I know it's an excuse and all that. Because you've been very it, proud of traveling the whole Highway to, 11. I practically do it over here. Okay. I mean, it's really that bad. So you've been very, you've, Tom, Tom yeah. nobody can see that. So yeah. you've been very, um, very proud I mean, of your trip on Highway 11. Do you have? You don't have a free uh, uh, girl from the. I wish I had a free a bunch of things. Are, well, here I got, got it. Yeah, thank you. Okay, good. That was a joke, and please. Yeah, because nobody can see it. That's what I say. It's a kind of a good thing that no one can see anything. Anyway, so Tom, I'm hoping you can kind of focus on this pretty soon. Because I have to move on if you can't. But you really are into the highway system. And Highway 11, I know that you told me that at one time you traveled the entire route of Highway 11 ending in Canada, right? And that in Canada, wherever it was that you said it ended, there was some sort of monument there. But where was the the Highway 11 um, southern point? Is that here in New Orleans? Where does Highway 11 start? It goes in the, through um, and then into Slidell. It goes, so Highway 11 is part of Slidell. Yeah, but I mean, where is the actual ending point? I think it's, maybe it might be Slidell. Is it Slidell, Tom? Yeah, right fly on top of it. Okay, so somebody else help me out here, because I know there's the Highway 11 bridge in Slidell. Does Highway 11 make yes. its way to New Orleans at any point? And Okay, we know beyond, Tom. We know it's all the way up in Canada where you said that you went one time. But where did you start that journey? We might be getting somewhere. Where did you start the journey in New Orleans to go all the way up to Canada? It was the intersection of Highway 11 and of the highway that breaks US 10 and US 10 2. And they both met in the... Is it in New Orleans, in actually? New Orleans, okay. Still in the uh, in the, the cat cat. And so in New Orleans is where this started. 
Okay, folks, if anyone else can help me out with this, that'd be great. If not, you know, we'll just move on. But I know that uh, Stan is getting ready to hit his journey home in his motorhome with LW, but not immediately. He's got a couple of places he's promised to stop for me. We're going to start talking about that next week when he comes back on the show. But Highway US 66, which is kind of a sad little... Sad little broken up, disjointed um, shadow of its former self now. They claim to be surf guys. We did a little bit of that when we were moving Jude out to California. It's very sad. Just a little bit of patches where it runs along the interstate system and not much of anything. So poor Stan, he's going to find that out. I know he'll be very disappointed, but um, I hope someone, I think I have prepared him for that. To read out of your almanac, US 90 signed today in 1925, the National Highway Numbering System came into being. Mm-hmm. That's Three right. major US routes, in 11. The 1940s. 1925. 11, 61, and 90 originate in or pass through New Orleans. US 90 is the most delicious of the old US routes beginning in Jacksonville, running along the Gulf Coast to New Orleans, past Mosca's, Yes, very good. Along several, but I bet you anyone who, I don't know when this would have begun, because I guess in the 40s or so, Moscas would have been kind of popular, but you can pass by Moscas. As a matter of fact, I venture to say 90% of the people who go to Moscas for the first time have to make a U turn. I still do, and I've been several times. (laughs) It's like this 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 little white, nondescript house. That's safe. On Highway 90, and I guarantee most everybody that goes there for the first time has to make a U-turn. But anyway, um, I'm sure that most people pass Mosca's and don't even know that it's there. Along several bayous through the heart of Cajun country, then to the Tex-Mex capitals of Houston and San Antonio, touching Mexico in Del Rio and ending in the Big Bend country of West Texas at Van Horn. If you make it there, go to the Smokehouse for some very good Texas barbecue. Another strong candidate for tastiest U.S. highway is U.S. 1, which starts in Maine and runs through all the major eastern cities, ending in Key West. What? Up there in Maine? Maine, yes, US 1. I've I never, thought 1 was on the California coast. I've never seen one, uh, but I've been told what they're like. Uh, they're way up in the tip of... of uh... You might Tom, be thinking of you... 101 on the California coast. It's 101. Is it? What mm-hmm. it yep. was 1. 101. Period. Okay. And I'll sh- I could show you a picture well, what's, of it. What's the Pacific Coast Highway? That's the 101. Oh, the highways had to go all over the place. They were in and out of a, a lot of big, thick, uh, 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 what do you call it? Reel it in. I don't know. I don't know, babe. I can't, yeah. I can't help you. I'm exhausted yeah. from just this first little segment. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. 
Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hansa's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us. We're talking about food. Actually, I'm babbling about food or babbling about the highway system. Wishing that Tom would click in and uh, help me out because you really, really are into the U.S. highway system. Uh, Henry and I have determined that it is, in fact, Highway 1 that goes along the um, western border 90. of uh, California. That's where it goes. 11 Boy, I'll tell you what. Henry, have you ever done so, that road up in the big oh, yeah. Sur country? Oh, yeah. Well, I went to, to col- I went to college up in Santa Cruz, and oh, yeah. okay. I would drive from San Diego oh, to Santa Cruz very often. Oh, where did um, did you see where where uh, a piece of the road fell recently? Oh my goodness! The, did you see it's that? Terrifying. I mean, that was that's maybe <laughs> a half hour from that was the road exact road that I took, and it's maybe a half hour from where I used to go to college. I mean, it is, and that road is already scary because you are right on a cliff going so straight into the ocean. Scary. Oh yeah. I, mean, I was just wondering. I, I mean, it's like, can you imagine being? you know, in a car on that road when it slides off. Well, I mean, we, just imagine coming up the road and then yeah. there's not a road there anymore. It's terrifying. Oh, yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure. That's for sure. So one time and, I was uh, doing it and they were, they were working. That. And Tom, we're talking, okay? Than you think Here it's going to happen. Be careful what you wish for you may get it, she says to herself, having begged Tom to join the show. Hello, hello. Okay, so... Um, did we find One time I was driving that highway and there was a piece oh. that had slid out weeks before and so they were working on it. And I, I'm not joking about this. There was a portalette that was that was right on the edge. And I'm trying to think, does anyone ever actually go into oh that portal? Yeah, don't shift your weight wrong. Goodness. <laughs> I know because I'm thinking Hold I on, wonder girls. if anyone ever actually We're, used it. We that. have found uh, our contention here. All right, let's do some technical things right on the air. Tommy, can you hear this? Can you hear me speaking? Okay, I guess <laughs> Uh, Sean, why not? We may think as well. We can We're do one enough. every five minutes. Henry. We will return okay. with more of the food show. Um, no, we can't. Let's just we keep going. Can. All right. So five five six nine this. six nine six. Today's National Banana Cream Pie Day, Tom. Uh-huh. Not enough nif. Banana cream pie. It's not really a pie, is it? It's not really a pie. It's more like a cake. Do you think? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Emerald has a banana cream pie because he's, of course, from Massachusetts, which is where it originated. Let's see. When we were in Boston, we stayed at the Parker House. The last time we were in Boston, we stayed at the Parker House Hotel. And that was where the Parker House rolls originated. And they are, in fact, incredibly good. In a room that I mean, it was it was sort of like heaven for me. It was a room that was um, was decorated in the mid-century style, and the Parker House rolls were fresh and at their point of origin. And we had for dessert a Boston 
banana cream pie. And um, I think they, I won't, I don't know if it, it originated there too. Maybe not, but of course it was Boston. So it's the first time I'd ever had that. And it really is the texture of a cake. It's more like a cake than it is um, a cream pie. At least the one that I had. I don't know if, if I'm wrong about that, uh, but it, it seems like it's more of a cake. The most famous local banana cream pie is served at Emeralds, as a good banana cream pie should be. It's almost criminally rich. Each pie contains about a quart mm. of whipping cream. What a shame. The recipe appears in Emerald's first cookbook and has a problem. For lots of people, it doesn't ever set. But that's baking for you. Yeah, I remember you said that about Emerald's recipes when they first, the books started coming out, that there were a lot of people complaining about the recipes not coming out. The old kitchen sage says, next time you make any dish with lemon juice, think about using orange juice instead. Use three times as much as the recipe calls for in lemon juice. I don't know why you would do that, Tom. I mean, I know you're an orange juice kind of person, but I'm a lemon juice kind <laughs> of person, that so that wouldn't, that wouldn't work for me. 556-9696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. We have a guest at 3 o'clock. It is Harlan Pierce. He is from Harlan's L.A. Fish. And he is going to talk about a new promotion, a Lenten thing, with Copeland's, which uh, I got a press release on today. And oh. it's, yeah, it's basically um, called Your Local Catch, and it celebrates Louisiana seafood. And I just want to get some details from him because, um, to be just really brutally honest, uh, I can't read the tiny print no matter how big I make it and no matter how much... Um, the glasses that I have uh, are, are used, it's still too tiny, and it's in black, so I want him to explain it to me. There's a press release along with it, but it doesn't actually get into the meat of what it is. So apparently at Copeland's, there's a new, um, a new maybe menu or something, but Harlan's going to explain it to us at 3 o'clock. Harlan Pierce from Harlan's L.A. Fish. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're talking about food, and that is absolutely all we do. Today's the birthday in 1904 of Theodore Geisel, better known as Dr. Seuss, who has been in the news recently, and we won't go into that. The most praised author of children's books in history, his book Green Eggs and Ham is so well known that chef Kevin Vizard when he had a restaurant on St. Charles Avenue, created a dish called Greens, Eggs, and Ham. In case you're wondering where he is, we don't know. He was last seen at the Southern Yacht Club. Kevin Vizard is one of the most interesting chefs in New Orleans. He is, um, he is, wouldn't call him a renaissance man. He's quirky. That's the word for him. He will um, get burned out and then go work on, you know, a, a rig boat or something and then get back into the kitchen as a four-star chef. And he's had a lot, of, um, a lot of different restaurants and worked in a lot of different restaurants. We first came to know him, or I did. I guess, Tom, you knew him before me, but at the Bayou Ridge Cafe, if anyone remembers the Bayou Ridge. Sure that would do. have been That would have been in the 80s, right? The late 80s? 
Yeah, it was uh, the rebirth of something uh, that had been reborn about three times. The, right around Wait a the, minute. The, the Bayou Ridge was a rebirth of something? I don't think so, was it? Well, that's how I perspective. The Bayou Ridge Cafe is located or was located until it was torn down on the site at the Pontchartrain Expressway and Metairie Road, which is now Zia. And it's called, it was called the Bayou Ridge because that's a pretty high ridge there. And it was a really good restaurant, I thought. It was kind of small. Did it last very long, Tom? Because I was there with you, I think, kind of shortly before it closed. And then I guess after that was the last restaurant in that space before the building was torn down. But Kevin Vizard left there and went... I guess on a boat for a while, and then he came back on St. Charles Avenue with Vizards, and then Vizards moved to Magazine Street in the space that is now Tito's Pisco Bar, and then he wound up at the Southern Yacht Club, and then we don't know where he is now. Might be out of town, who knows. Anyway, Kevin Vizard is, uh, is a most interesting chef, and I think a really good one. And it's a pity that he doesn't stay in one place long enough for people to really get to know him. At least I think so. Today's Edible Dictionary Word is brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. Today's Edible Dictionary Word is chili con carne, which literally means chili peppers with meat. Chili con carne is, is unarguably a Texas dish going back at least to the 1850s. Even then, it had a reputation as a lowdown food, a reputation that no doubt contributed to its continuing popularity. The many chili cooking competitions in Texas and elsewhere incite almost religious ferocity. Every person who makes it says he, his is the only authentic and best way. Most recipes agree that some form of chili peppers and ground or chopped meat should be in the pot. Onions are almost as universal. Most chili cooks agree that a visible amount of orange grease from the meat should be present. Beyond that, everything is wide open. The main ingredient controversy involves beans, yes or no. Chili con carne was once common in New Orleans neighborhood restaurants, but except where it's used as a hot dog enhancement, it's seldom seen anywhere. So, Tom, is chili con carne, it sounds to me like chili con carne is chili. Oh, is what we call so. chili. It's, it's coming back today at last, but that was the, about two weeks of very chilly, um, sizzly yeah, chilly weather. Advance. Yeah, I'm still, uh, I'm still sort of... I won't say attempting because I, I am attempting, but not really aggressively attempting to park and walk all the way back to the Abita Springs. Um, I don't know. What is that little park there? Uh, to the Smoking Buddha to try Darren's cousin's you know, it, brisket it, chili. It, I've it, almost done it three times. What? It occurred to me while we were studying all this today that there is an inordinate number of little skirts and return skirts and all the things that you've been punching about for the last uh, half a minute. Uh, 
I, it, no reason why you shouldn't be because it's kind of interesting and in you are surrounded <laughs> with some very interesting there. But uh, the, the real place is actually underneath. And then uh, get your finger in there and then you you're, lunch, you're in business. You went to lunch at New Orleans Food and Spirits today, right? Did you have your usual? Let me see if I can guess what Tom had for lunch today. Uh, oh, wait. I don't have to try really hard. It was pecan-crusted catfish with red beans on the side. Was that right, Tom? And char-grilled oysters. I spent, oh, I'll, oh, I know what I did. I wanted to mention this. Okay, so I had to go to the bank. You know what, I'm gonna hold this over until the bottom of the hour. We'll do a, a cliffhanger. The words to eat by today are from Alistair Cook. Texas does not, like any other region, simply have indigenous dishes. It proclaims them. It congratulates you on your arrival at having escaped from the slop pails of the other 49 states. I like that. We do that too, though. Yeah. <clears throat> Why not? As a matter of fact, I would say we do that more than Texas does that. I think we have a regional cuisine that New Orleanians are more proud of even than Texas. And I would say that our regional cuisine is maybe a little bit broader in scope than that one. But I'm sure there are some Texans that are going, what? In which case, I invite you to call, 556-9696. And if not, I still invite you to call. I have books to give. And uh, I think I might just give those books to, I don't know. Why not? They'll be much greeted on by quite a few people. I, I mean, I would love to give them to people that call, but, you know, we have our days when we have lots of calls, which always surprises me, and we have days when we don't have any calls. Time for the bottom of the hour news from Louisiana Radio Network, 2.30. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. Governor John Bell Edwards says beginning tomorrow, the state will move to phase three of coronavirus restrictions, similar to the phase three we were in last fall. The mask mandate will remain in effect. However, capacity limits will be increased to 75% for most businesses. And depending on positivity rates by parish, bars can reopen with limited live music. The New Orleans Roman Catholic Archdiocese caused the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine into question over its use of morally compromised abortion-derived cell lines. LSU Religious Studies professor Michael Pasquet says the Vatican has not ruled on the morality of the J&J vaccine and says there will be many Catholics who, given the circumstances, will not follow the archdiocese's guidance. But there are definitely going to be some Catholics who are going to take the Archdiocese of New Orleans' guidance very seriously and do what they can to take the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. LRN. The 2021 Honda Pioneer lineup is here to make light work of the job and add a heavy dose of fun to your day off. Every Pioneer side-by-side -side is stock full of smart technology, responsive power, and Honda's hallmark of engineering excellence. The only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. 
For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection, always wear your seatbelt, and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. Are you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on HighBid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. HighBid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit HighBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And find out what you're looking for today. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter. That's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, The Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.thefunkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge February 26th, Ivan Neville, and March 5th, Tony Hall. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to thefunkyuncle.live. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. You make me feel so young. Yes, and it's good to feel young. Absolutely wonderful to feel young, isn't it? I want to say that WGSO is celebrating their 75th anniversary this year, 2021. And the celebration includes a fundraising effort called the 75 for 75 campaign. They are also celebrating an IRS approval to become an official 501c3 nonprofit organization. WGSO is the community voice of the Crescent City. It's the only locally owned and operated radio station in town. And they would like to raise $75,000 in their 75 for 75 campaign. And you can help them if you go to their website at WGSO.com. It's a beautiful new thing. And uh, you should look at it. There's a lot of stuff on it that describes all the shows that are there. But there's also a button that says Donate. And if you click that button, the money that you send to WGSO for their 75 for 75 campaign will be tax deductible. We'd love for you to do that because it would help the station to improve the quality of everything on the station. So please go there, WGSO.com, and see all the new stuff that's there. And hit the button that says donate, if you will, please. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. So I started to say what I was going to, uh, I did a little cliffhanger. I'm sure everyone is waiting with bated breath. So what I did was I went to the bank before the show. Tom went off to lunch with Mary Lee. And uh, I decided I'm going to check out the new Cajun flounder sandwich at Popeye's. And um, there wasn't even that big of a line. It's probably because it was bad weather. And I don't know that that makes a tremendous amount of difference in the line, but apparently it did. So I actually got into the parking lot instead of being on the highway waiting for someone to hit me. 
So I was in the parking lot and I was toying with the idea of getting out because it really was a long line, but it was, it was pouring and I didn't want to get out. So I stayed in the line. It took me about 20 minutes to go through that line, but I had to see what the Cajun flounder sandwich was. I'm such a sucker. Mary Lee laughs at what a sucker I am. And I laugh too, because I am in fact a very big sucker. So, um, it was $6.49 if you got the combo, and I think $4.49 if you didn't. I didn't really want to drink, so I got the, um, the sandwich and I got a side of coleslaw because cruciferous vegetables are so good for you, and I didn't feel like eating fries. So I have to say that the Cajun flounder sandwich is very Cajun-y. It's spicy, and it's fine. It's nothing I would need to go get again, and I don't think it's nearly as good as the filet of fish sandwich. But if you are looking to get into one of the Popeye's Phenom things, then I guess for the Lenten season, the Cajun flounder would be something you could try. And that's about the extent of it. I don't have anything really earth-shattering to say about the Cajun flounder sandwich other than um, it was fine, you know. Wonderful. And Thank I haven't you. I haven't had any of the other fish sandwiches. We started talking about a little bit about the other fish sandwiches, but I've been seeing the, uh, the ads for the Cajun flounder, and I, I decided I had to go have one. So I did it today, and that's that. I do have to, between now and tomorrow do the peanuts and Coke experiment and the boiled peanuts because we're having the peanut, the Cajun peanut hummus people on from the Ritz-Carlton Reynolds Plantation on Wednesday. It's kind of a busy week for guests. We have, um, we have Harlan today. We have the Ritz-Carlton people tomorrow. We have Nicole, of course, on Thursday. And then on Friday, we are going to be talking to, um, you know, I'm drawing a blank, a couple of chefs, and it's, uh, I think another, oh, oh, I know what it is. It's uh, <clears throat> the poor, poor Broussards last year was celebrating their 100th anniversary I mean, a centennial is a special thing. So they had all of these events planned. I think they had a series of dinners that were arranged in some way having to do with maybe Louisiana, Louisiana crops or something. And they had maybe six of them throughout the course of the year. And they were going to be very special, one of those, you know, prefix menus and it was really an exciting thing they were all they were all prepared for their big centennial and we went to their kickoff for it and then everyone knows what happened next and so unfortunately broussards shared their centennial year with something of um constant notoriety covid so I'm glad that they decided to revive their centennial celebration, a belated one, and they are starting that up again. And so that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking on Friday about the, 
about the resurgence of the Broussard's centennial celebration one year later. 5569696 is the number. The reason that the chili con carne is in the almanac today is that it's Texas mm. Independence Day. The separation of uh, the territory from Mexico in 1836. It's also the birthday of Sam Houston. That's a weird coincidence. Sam Houston's birthday was uh, on Texas Independence Day, or maybe they made Texas Independence Day that because of Sam Houston. But anyway, the biggest Texas city and fourth largest in the United States is named for Sam Houston. Houston has become a very good eating town. The restaurant population Imagine. is riddled with awful places and chains. But if you do even a little bit of searching, you'll turn up a great wealth of ethnic food, not just the expected Mexican, but also many Asian cuisines and top-end restaurants that stand with the best in the country. I'm trying to think of if we've been to any really exemplary Texas restaurants. Well, it looks like you're making a lot of progress towards it. Every time I come over here, it's loaded with things going on. Yeah, Brennan's in Houston. We've been to many times. We actually, I actually made Tom drive all the way to Houston to celebrate one of our anniversaries at Brennan's in Houston. Do you remember that, Tom? I do. I don't remember which one it was, but... Certain parts of New Orleans, uh, they practically take themselves of themselves and complete with the little added it's really good don't you like brennan's in houston i do it's it's a little um too uh sparkling i guess is the words for it's it. very glamorous i don't know what it looks like they, now we haven't been in years they but it's very, very glamorous. definitely i think are. it's really nice let's go to yeah. michael 75 hello there michael hey hello hey. there uh, what what tom said it's very sparkly that's a great line from the movie rain man you're very sparkly. <laughs> anyway, on behalf of this, Michael, great. how do you, you thank know you. about these lines? Did you watch Rain Man that much? Of course, and I I am the Rain Man because they won't let me play uh, blackjack anywhere in the country. <laughs> okay, and, so and that somebody explains thinks, that. If I, somebody thinks I'm lying. Just bring some money, and and you can be Las Vegas, and I'll be the player. Okay, I like that. Okay. I'll arrange it. Okay. Let's do it. Please do that. Yeah, I'll give you a percentage. Yeah. Actually, um, great. Speaking of uh, Nicole Dorignac, that Dorignac's bread. Uh, We're familiar. Called the, it's called the Mini Saint Joseph. It's the best bread in the city. I believe that. You know what? I actually believe that. I have not had it, but Nicole brought me a couple of stale ones once. Um, because she was looking to get rid of them and told me to make some breadcrumbs out of them, which I did, and also <clears throat> bread pudding, which I did. And I thought to myself, I would love to taste this when it is actually to be eaten rather than in the stale form, because that looks like great bread. Well, I, uh, I put it in the oven, and it's even better. But what I did last night was I took some marrow bones. And I know Tom likes this, and I... Um, I broiled those and took the marrow out and put it on the St. Joseph bread. It was what they called a 10, maybe an 11. Uh -huh. <laughs> but anyway, I'll bet you that was good. Yeah. Uh, about 20, 25 years ago, we bought a new car. And my wife and I 
took a trip from here uh, to San Francisco. When we got to um, uh, um, Texas, we said, let's go up to the Will Rogers Highway, also known as Route 66. Mm-hmm. And we went to um, uh, Will Rogers. On the uh, movies all across America. Will Rogers Downs uh, near Tulsa uh, for the horse races. And uh, it's also, uh, it's got a big uh, museum to him and everything. And then we went to, um, we went to near Flagstaff um, and we went to uh, uh, the meteorite, the famous uh, meteor crater, which is a fabulous mm-hmm. thing to see over there too. And then we wait, just, wait, 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 hold on, Michael. Is Flagstaff on Route 66? No, I, I don't know. We, 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 we were well, going in so. on it It's all. not. We were, look, uh, we were looking, yeah, we were looking for good south. places to go. The uh, first one there. goes so straight up. We, 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 yeah, we, jumped, we jumped around. Yeah, I think but, Route 66 kind of goes through the middle, middle part of the United States. Anyway, go ahead. Day? Like middle part. It's not south. Of Arizona? It, it does go through Flagstaff? Yeah, wow. I'm looking at a map right now. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Michael. <laughs> anyway, Henry, Henry knows. So uh, anyway, when we, we went through there, it was fabulous and everything. Then we went to, um, uh, we went Cherokee country, uh, and, uh, and where the uh, uh, reservations are and everything near Will Rogers. And then uh-huh. we drove up. Uh, to Navajo country, and we had some great food there. It's called fry bread. It's I like love a, Navajo they, fry bread. I love you, Navajo fry bread. I love that. And then they had a lamb lamb dish the Navajo people served us. It was fabulous. And um, and then uh, we went up, we drove up to, well, before we did that, we had a little experience. The car broke down, and it was near Bakersfield. And uh, Oh, Lord. We, so uh, hot. What happened? Sorry? I said so hot. It was. It was burning up. And, and guess what? We, we had to walk about a mile to the nearest <gasps> place uh, to call a wrecker but to get the car. Oh. And the guy at the place says, do you know where you broke down? I said, no. I said, it's on the highway. He <laughs> said, that's where James Dean broke down and died. Oh, so, no. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. It was like the it was like the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> and then so anyway, when we got the call, we drove up to L.A. and we uh, stayed there for a couple of days. Uh, then drove up um, Highway 101, uh, went to San Simeon on the way up north. No, Henry has just conceded that it's one. You talking about the uh, Freeway 101, or are you talking about the State Highway? Pacific Coast Highway. Okay, PCH. All right, go ahead. Okay, whatever. And um, so we went there, and we went to San Simeon, a fabulous place. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that uh, mm-hmm. Randolph Hearst uh, Castle where yeah. brought all that stuff from Europe. And uh-huh. it was the subject of, uh, what was the movie, Citizen Kane. And then when we, then we went to, uh, on the way up, we went to Carmel, which is a mm-hmm. fabulous area on the Pacific Ocean. And it, uh, where Pebble, then we went to Pebble Beach, the famous golf course. Mm-hmm. So while while we were at, while we we were there, we were staying in a kind of cheap motel. So my wife says, "Why don't you play golf here?" I said, "I'm playing so terribly, I don't want to be embarrassed. Plus, it costs three hundred and fifty dollars." <laughs> in addition, there's a uh, about five miles from Pebble Beach, there's a place called Pacific Grove Golf Course. It has the same fabulous views 
but it only cost twenty five dollars. Of course, of course, it's not as good, but for twenty, it didn't make that much difference. So, of course, I played on the Pacific Grove Coast. But what we did was we we went to the clubhouse at Pebble Beach, and had a, a, a fabulous lobster chowder for like six dollars, and watched all the great golfers come up uh, on the Pacific uh, Ocean, uh, right near the Pacific Ocean. So that was a great time. Then so that was one time, Michael, that you had to wait. What did you say? You lived like a pauper. No, I lived like a king. for the price of a pauper. No, if you no, if you no, didn't no, play the real no. okay. No, Go I got I got some king. The, the king attributes I got was the Pacific uh, Ocean's views. That's the main <laughs> thing about the golf course. It's not the and golf the lobster dinner for six. Okay, go ahead. For six dollars. Okay. Yes. Well, then we we go up to. Um, um, San Francisco, and that was fabulous. Now, off off the beaten track, this morning I had a pecan waffle, which was another 10, from from the place that uh, you, the, the YouTube said the 10 best breakfast places in America. Number one, Waffle House. And I love it. Tom, Michael75 just said on your radio show how much he loves Waffle House. Should we expel him? <laughs> I've never been to no. the Waffle House. I have no, no idea. I just know that Tom has made fun of it's it for as long time. as I've known him. It is so good. Anyway, yeah. in, in the Bible, St. Paul says, I know how to live high and not live low. He said, I know how to be a base and a bound. That was the exact same word. So anyway, let, let me say something about uh, this. First of all, I want to thank you for warning me about that flounder. I wasn't going to try it anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 like you, I'm stuck on that McDonald's filet of fish. It's okay. I mean, it's not great. It's not, you know, I'm a sucker, so I had to try it. So now I've tried it, and I'm okay. You know, I don't have okay. to wonder about it anymore. So the last <clears throat> thing uh, I have to say is uh, I was out in the freezing rain today after breakfast and went to Walmart because I had some free coupons that uh, I got from uh, uh, earning some uh, mileage. And... Uh, so I went there and I was shocked by the prices at Walmart. Now, I had been to other places like Dornacks and uh, Zapardos, Trader Joe's, um, Whole Foods, and their prices weren't that ridiculous. But uh, they, were, they must have doubled the prices at Walmart. It was terrible. Wow. This is since you had yourself in unless, unless it's free. <laughs> Well, Michael, I think you should shop at Trader Joe's, but that's just me, and also Dorignacs. Oh, that's, that's part of my Route 66. I, I, I take off, I go to Zapardo's, then I go to Whole Foods, then I go to Dorignacs, then I make a U-turn and go to Winn-Dixie, and then I go to uh, Trader Joe's. Michael, when do you have time to work? I work in my mind. So I, don't, I don't work with my hands. Okay. Hey, you know what? Um, I, I'm worried about your diet because every time you call, you're eating something. And I know that you've been sprung like out of prison uh, in your self-imposed uh, quarantine over COVID now that you're vaccinated. And it seems to me that you are eating full time and I'm worried about your diet. You're not gaining no. weight back, are you? Okay. No, diet Just is checking. It's still good. I was eating during okay. quarantine, all, all of these great things. I was getting them brought okay. to me. Okay. All right. Just checking anyway, on you. All right. All right. We have to go anyway. The warning for the day is Walmart, and that's it. Thank you. <laughs> this much in two. Five, five, six, 
888-9696. We'll be back after these messages. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The Steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I get misty just holding your hand. Yes, yes indeed. 5569696 is the number. Harlan Pierce is coming up at 3 o'clock to talk to us about the Copeland's Lent celebration of Louisiana seafood. He is very much a Louisiana seafood kind of guy and was the first one to bring wild-caught catfish back into the market. And it has uh, grown quite a bit. It's available at a lot more places than it used to be, so good for him. Well, thank you for all of that. Yes. And uh, we're going to have more, well, quite a bit more as we keep on going. Yes, it's the Harlan food show. Yes, coming up at 3. So and we were talking about Texas. Because Texas? Texas. Because oh, Texas. Today, yeah, it's uh-huh. Independence Day in Texas. I leave it to you. And about uh, when Michael 75 called, we were talking about Brennan's in Houston. Um, the Brennan's in Houston, I think we first went there probably something like 25 years ago. It's been there for a long time. How long would you say, Tom? At least 30 some odd years, right? How many years? I think the Brennan's the whole restaurant? was there when we got married, was it? The her the whole restaurant? Let's see. Brennan's in Houston yeah. is run by Dottie Brennan's son. Yeah. And he's been there I think at least thirty years. It was and a I, lot uh, that goes back nineteen forties is when the original of the family, the man not, who not Brennan's in Houston though. That's been Oh like the well 80s, that's a different maybe. story. But anyway, um we went there I like I said I made Tom drive all the way to Houston. We stayed in Houston overnight so that we could go to Brennan's in Houston for our anniversary. I wish I could remember which anniversary it was, but it's probably been I don't know, it might have been post-Katrina, because we didn't have kids, so it might it must have been in the last 15 years, maybe. But it was uh, it was very good. They, they redid it, I think. Maybe they did redo it after Katrina, because I think Texas was having a rough hurricane. Well, there's no, uh, no doubt that about that. Year too, so maybe it was done then. But it was, uh, it's really, it's good. It's definitely, it's Brennan's and Louisiana food with a southwestern flair. And I really mm-hmm. like the fusion of those two things. Anybody been to Brennan's in Houston? And if it's been recently, I'd like a report on it because... Um, I say that I'm going to go back, but I don't know when I ever am going to go back. What are you? Why are you raising your hand, Tom? Are you raising your I hand? I can't help it because it's such a, a studied amount of uh, 
studying and incorporating all the meets and all of the artistic pieces on both sides and uh, very, very much. At Brennan's, you mean? At the Brennan's. It's very handsome. The restaurant's very handsome. And it is an extremely it really is beautiful. beautiful restaurant, mm-hmm. especially in the courtyard where you can really feel as if you've gone uh, with. Oh, you're talking about the Brennan's here? Yeah. Yeah, the Brennan's here is very nice. I don't know if there's a courtyard in Houston, but it's a very handsome restaurant. Well, you'll restaurant. got them. And for a while there, they were moving personnel back and forth between New Orleans and Houston. And I think we ran into a manager from Brennan's at Brennan's in Houston. And I think he then moved back to New Orleans or they were training people or something. But we ran into people in Brennan's in Houston that we knew and not only, I think his name is Brad, not only the owner Brad, but people like managers and stuff and waiters even. And it was uh, it was kind of like, you know, being at home, but in Houston. Mm-hmm. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're talking about all kinds of things, as we always do, as we go on our yellow brick road through the food show. Today we were talking about banana cream pie and uh, the U.S. routes of highways. And I wish that you could remember some of the tales that you could tell from the trips that you have taken on those highways, Tom. I'm trying to think of when this was. Tom tried to get me to go on a road trip with him as he did the very last of Highway 90. Used to go a lot to the Big Bend. The Big Bend. Yeah, the Big Bend. In 1990. And that was like a... Uh, that was the Big Bend of Texas. In is Big Texas, that's to right. you what the Grand Canyon is to me. A place with a lot of really warm memories from a period of youth in your life. And uh, you had done Highway 90, I guess, all the way to California. And if anyone knows, Henry, since you're looking at maps, would you see where Highway 90 ends? Because... I think it's south of Santa Monica, but I don't know where. Um, Tom did that trip at some point. I think that one was before I knew you. But when you decided to finish Highway 90, it was 2017, I believe. I think it was 2017. And you were going, no, no, it wasn't 2017. It was 2016 because Mary Lee was living in D.C. at the time. And you Mm -hmm. decided that you were going to go to Highway 90. And then you were going to drive north up to D.C. to visit Mary Lee. And I almost got my killed self self. (laughs) (laughs) And you went to Jacksonville and headed north, but only went as far as Charleston, South Carolina. So and, uh, Highway 90 uh, ends in Texas. Decided to turn back that you had had enough of traveling on that trip at that mm-hmm. time. Henry, where is it? Did you did you find out? Uh, despite it having a zero in its name, it actually ends in Texas. It doesn't go yeah. coast to coast. Uh-huh. Ah, that's probably why I never heard you talk about going any further. So it ends in Van Horn, right? Is that where it ends? Yep. Yeah, okay. So that's what Tom was talking about all that time. He was—he spent all that time in Big Bend because he didn't go further than Van Horn. Aha, uh-huh. okay. So it goes Jacksonville to Van Horn. Anyway, so he finally did finish out Highway 90 
and, uh, and but didn't get as far as DC. But I still wish we could we could, could jog your memory and find out when you took that trip that went all the way up to Highway 11. Your kids are going to wind up there because this is way out in Fest Wex, Texas. Yeah. And and having been trackled around there in those years for me, uh, it's uh, just a marvelous, almost spooty and other odd uh, descriptions. Tom says when it's time for him to go, I should drive him to the Big Ben and just leave him there. And that's the perfect I think thing to say. That's actually a pretty good idea. All right, we'll, we'll take a break for the top of the hour news of Louisiana Radio Network. It's 3 o'clock in GSO New Orleans. The best in whining and dining daily. It's the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show with Tim McNally from 4 to 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM New Orleans. ...use the powers of the Defense Production Act to give Merck the priority it needs to ramp up its facilities for production. Merck and Johnson & Johnson are two longtime pharmaceutical rivals, both headquartered in New Jersey. Brian Thomas is with UPS. He tells CBS News as they continue to push out the J&J vaccine, they're also shipping the other vaccines as well. And so while we're excited to have the new volume come on board, and that rep represents another provider, we absolutely can't lose track and sight of all of the... Uh, other responsibilities we have for the existing two providers. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott says his statewide mask mandate is ending on March 10th and all businesses can reopen at 100% capacity. USA Radio News. The stress levels of Americans may be at an all-time high. From education to business to basic needs to politics, the 2020 pandemic-related stressors are pushing many of us to near breaking point. That's why you should consider the stress and pain-relieving products from sunny-bay.com. Like our lavender neck wraps and pads infused with premium Washington lavender buds. They relieve tension and relax with a soothing scent of lavender. And lifestyle expert Jennifer Bonner recommends products from Sunny Bay. Sunny Bay's hands-free neck wrap should be your go-to pain relief solution. Give gifts to family and friends that relieve stress and pain. Give love and care by giving the best. Give pillows, neck wraps, and body wraps from sunny-bay.com, a Biomed DB design company. Just click sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. A businessman and civil rights icon has passed away. Vernon Jordan, the civil rights leader who served as an advisor to former President Bill Clinton, has died. Former DNC interim chair Donna Brazile tells Fox News, if you don't know the man, learn his legacy. Vernon was a, a dear friend and a mentor to so many of us. As you know, he was an American icon. Not only did he advise uh, Democrats, he's been known to advise everyone in corporate America, and the media, and everywhere else. Former head of the National Urban League, hope that people celebrate this remarkable giant, his life. And I know my colleagues at Howard University will welcome him home and pay tribute to this great American legend. Jordan died Monday night surrounded by loved ones with his wife and daughter by his side. Information about his cause of death was not disclosed. Vernon Jordan was 85. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Side note, Jordan also worked with presidents from Lyndon Johnson to Barack Obama. This is USA Radio News. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. A freshman member of Congress says President Biden is trying to undo all of former President Trump's policies. President Joe Biden has changed a number of Trump-era policies since coming into office, specifically reversing a number of the former president's orders on immigration. But Congresswoman Nancy Mace says that too many of President Biden's policies are focused on reversing those of his predecessor. The South Carolina Republican tells Fox News that Washington's focus should instead be on the American people. The Biden administration is trying to literally undo everything good, especially that the Trump Cloudy night tonight, clouds early tomorrow, clearing up. A cold night and gusty on the winds. The winds go lighter tomorrow, early in the morning. And then throughout the day, a milder with some sunshine starting to come back. The highs of low 60s. It's another cold night with light winds. Wednesday night, clear skies, lows of 40s. Sunshine Thursday afternoon, upper 60s. Some clouds, some rain chance starting to come back a little bit by Friday afternoon, especially Friday night. Increasingly overcast skies. Ralph Sanji, WGFSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Good thing we don't have a, uh, a webcam here. Hey, Harlan. Harlan Pierce is on with us. Tom is still uh, fumbling with his headsets to talk to Harlan. It's nice to talk to you. Harlan is a very, uh, I won't say old friend, but um, you are have been our friend for a very long time. That's correct. How are you? A good friend. How are family you? Family friend, I think. <laughs> Yes. My family's been close. So. A close family friend for a long time. We have great memories with your family. I know Tom's Correct. probably, if he can get his headset on, going to talk about the inevitable story he always tells about you where uh, our, our sons were in scouts together and you cooked the cobia over the open campfire. That's Correct. Tom's, that's Tom's yes. go-to memory. <clears throat> right, Tom? I'm sorry. Someone grabbed Harlan me for Pierce a second is while on the I'm... phone. Harlan Pierce is on the phone, and we're talking about the cobia over the charcoal. The cobia. The cobia over the charcoal. And the charcoal. Just a little memory to start this conversation. But That's... he's really calling us about the Copeland's promotion called Louisiana Catch. Is that right? Is it Louisiana Catch? The local it's catch. All... Yes, about it's about Louisiana products. Yes, about staying with their roots and you know copeland's is what they started in 1983 as a family business and they're still a family business and i think the one thing i like about their their group in particular because it it feels like family when you're you're dealing with them and you're doing things with them and and they're very loyal to louisiana very loyal to our louisiana fishermen so uh, they're great people to, to fool with and deal with and you know their company of course 
Al Jr. is taking it over now, and he's got three of his daughters running the show with him, Alexandria, Ariel, and Allison. You know, it's it's a family affair, and, and it's a love of Louisiana affair. I mean, yeah. I think there's very a lot of restaurants kind of drift from their roots and drift from with different directions they go off. And, but, you know... There's a town Alan, called... <laughs> of, go ahead. And a, a Louisiana town called yeah. Valentine. Yeah, in the in the far uh, west, and they uh, they have for such a thing in their Sabbath, going through all of their their. I didn't know there was a town called Valentine. Um, Harlan, the um, yes. the 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 next generation. How old are they? I didn't know that his the next generation was oh, in there in their twenties and basically thirties. Cool. But, uh, you know that. Yeah, and they're really. You know, Alexandria is their head of purchasing. We deal with her all the time. Ariel is marketing, and Allison is senior vice president. So wow. they're really close to what's going on with with the, the operation. And again, it just well, shows you they stick to their roots. They stick to their family. They stick to to what's what's really brought them with to where they are. And that's yeah. Louisiana, Louisiana food, Louisiana flavors. Well, Al Senior would have it no other way, and Al Junior very much understands that, so the legacy will continue for sure. So Harlan is very involved not only with his own company, Harlan's L.A. Fish, but also with the Louisiana seafood industry. So give us a little rundown on what's happening with that right now. We'll get back to Copeland in a minute, but let's get a little background about Louisiana seafood right now. I'll tell you what, you have brought in a lot of wild-caught catfish, which has certainly caught on in the last few years. Isn't that true? That's correct. You know, we looked at going back to think what we could do different, what could we do, try to bring back a little better way, and it was, it was wild catfish. Uh, you know, with the, the fact that you had markets opened by the farm race industry, which is still a good industry, but our wild catfish to me is just a much, much better product, much much better flavor. So. And the other thing is that we, you know, in the, on the saltwater side of our world, is uh, we're having a big problem with bringing new fishermen into the industry, either because of overregulation, because of yeah. environmental degradation, just many reasons that the saltwater side has been very much tougher to deal with. Whereas the catfish side, we create fishermen almost daily, and and it's been very very good for the fishermen, very good for the people that once we're doing maybe crabs or some, or some other saltwater fish, they're into catfish as well. And it's helped our fishermen survive through these, these, these last tough times. I feel like catfish is becoming almost ubiquitous. It's just everywhere in every different iteration, much more so than I remember. Or am I just imagining that? No, no, you're not imagining it. I think that it's economical, so it's a good value on the, on the menu, for, and it's uh, and it's Louisiana, and it's what you know what what you know. Everybody knows Louisiana catfish, and that and every state you go to is a wild catfish fishery as well as now farm stuff. But no, you're mm-hmm. correct, and I think the absence of the of the inability of some of the saltwater products to fill the needs is, and the pricing of the saltwater products has kind of pushed catfish to the forefront. Is that a crisis, the saltwater situation? Is that, is no, that like not, something to really be concerned about? Well, I just got off a conference call today, and it's uh, uh, the grain of the fleet, we call it. You know, getting young individuals involved in the saltwater industry has been very tough, particularly in the fish, the fin fish side for sure. The shrimp industry seems to be okay, pretty good, but and the oyster isn't, you know, well entrenched. But when it comes to fin fish, we just don't have any youth getting into the industry, and a lot of it's because the lack of the gear we need to catch the products that we have to catch and the environmental problems we've had 
with the closing of Mr. Go and many different reasons that they've just changed the the whole climate in which which, which these fish live in. And so it's been very, and it's not global warming I'm talking about, it's just what we've done, to Louis, what we're doing in Louisiana and the direction we're going in Louisiana uh, with the many storms and all the fresh water and everything that's going on just hasn't made it, made it conducive to a stronger saltwater fishery inshore for sure. So do you think that in the short term that it's going to be obviously bad for diners who are probably not going to get very much fish because the sports fishermen, I'm sure their arrangement hasn't been changed. Oh, I, I, but maybe I, a good thing for recouping of the, the um, supply of fish? I mean, is it... Is that, well, we're, getting, we're working on that. I think the key is fishermen, getting more people in the water. That's going to that's going to do that, and I I'm starting to see a little more of a resurgence, but still it's not there yet. And then also the to understand that we need to, to not overregulate our fisheries as much as we have right now, and create create avenues for these guys to get the proper gear to catch the fish that's needed for the marketplace. You know, we have a million pound speckled trout quota, and we really don't have the gear to catch any of it hardly, so yeah. it doesn't make yeah. much difference. You know, those I mean, things are all political, and that's things we've got to work on and, and try to change and get done both within the state and without the state with the federal waters and the, yeah. the situations offshore as well. I would imagine that the regulation is only going to get tighter and tighter, so if you're trying to attract people under those circumstances, that's probably not going to work so well. They probably can't make any real money is, is the thing, I would think, huh? Well, it's two, there's two things. First of all, it's too overly expensive to get in an offshore fishery. Uh, and with the individual fishing quotas, they have to lease quota or lease or buy quota, and it's overly expensive. So it's not cheap to get in offshore, but there's a there's a way to get into it. It's just can you make money? And then secondly, inshore fisheries have just they've been uh, very unpredictable lately, and the the production levels are not as high as they were once were, and a lot is due to environmental changes. And again, just through Different levees we're putting in, different fresh, all the fresh waters and all the storms we've had have just changed things within our whole system here. And, you know, the, you know we're used to this sweet water, right, called brackish water, fresh and mm-hmm. salt. And a lot of cases we're getting too much fresh or too much salt, and it has not been conducive to the development of these fisheries lately. But I think that we'll see some changes. Can I think things are, you know, that, that pendulum always swings farther to one side before it right. comes back to the center. So hopefully we can move it back. And catfish is one way, though, for people. And and just good Louisiana product, like, you know, uh, with with the Copelands. They're, they're, they're reaching out to the crabs and the, the oysters and the tuna and everything, try to get the Louisiana product, keep it going on their menu. And that's, I think that's what they're pushing hard for, Lent. And, uh, again, they stick to their roots. They really do. Yeah. And, yeah. and they've done very well through this economy that we've all had to fight in this last year. So they've... By, by gearing up to what's Louisiana and taking care. And, you know, it's, it's like family. It's like it's, it's loyalty. It's everything that, they, that mm-hmm. the, the Copeland stand for. And, uh, and it, it's made them a stronger company, uh, and, and it's helped our fishermen. It's helped everybody. It's helped Louisiana. Well, Louisiana is a very, um, this, this sounds like a, a negative thing, but I'm not really meaning it that way. It's a very parochial sort of culture. And I, 
I think that there's a lot of charm in that and people really support each other and they support the local. And I think that's, that's a really good thing. It makes everything stronger. Back to the catfish though. We're, we're, if you can hold on, can you stay with us like 15 minutes oh, or yeah. so? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cause we're yeah, gonna, we have a hard break coming up. As a matter of fact, let's just go ahead and take that. We're going to go ahead and take the hard break, uh, Henry right now. And then we'll come back with Harlan Pierce from Harlan's LA fish. And I want to talk some more about catfish and then we'll get back to the Copeland's thing. We'll be back in a few minutes. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. That's a good voice, too, huh, Tom? Yeah. Magnificent. <laughs> it's got a little blurp in it. Yeah, Just... it's pretty good, I got to say. I want to mention also that uh, Five Girls has expanded their menu at dinner time to include more of the kind of um, gourmet nighttime things that we'd see down the street at Keith Young. So if you haven't been to Keith, uh, not Keith's, but if you haven't been to Five Girls for dinner lately, Go check out the menu. It is greatly expanded. It's a, it's really a very diverse menu there. All right, so is this push now for catfish to replace uh, fin fish, the salt variety, in restaurants and really everywhere, is that going to somehow deplete the catfish supply? No, definitely not. We've had more catfish. The wild fishery actually wants to take the size limits off because he wants to catch more of them. No, catfish is just it's everywhere, and really we're not going to have any problem with that right now at all. And, and I think okay. the thing about catfish is it helps Lou Orleans get back to its roots, back to the local products, and and it just really, it's not going to supplant, supplant the saltwater species by any means, but it helps us have one other different commodity that they can go to and, and the, with, with, with unlimited almost volume that they need so they can plan their, their menus and do a better job of that. And, and, and that's what's important. I think that I feel that, Louis, that the restaurants in New Orleans that sometimes get too far afield from what New Orleans and Louisiana is all about. And I'm really very concerned that the, the, the events that we went through in this last year are pushing them further away from what we do in Louisiana. And I really hope that we can drag them back to their roots and get get the, the, the restaurants back to doing that traditional Louisiana products that, that we grew up on in our culture and heritage is all about what we did well, think, in, in our style of cooking. <laughs> I think the last year has mainly been about survival, staying alive. So I think that, I think that everyone has just sort of... Uh, just tread water to try to figure out the next move to keep the doors open. And I think that, you know, a lot of things will settle down. I don't know when, because who knows when this is over, but 
uh, I think that the primary focus of most restaurants hasn't been so much how can I find Louisiana products, but how can I, you know, how can I pay my employees and stay afloat, you know? So, all right, so catfish is healthy, catfish is everywhere. How much would you say that the live catfish, not live, but um, the wild catfish uh, has grown as a percentage of catfish consumed in the city over the last few years? Because it seems to me that oh, it's has. much it more has. plentiful. Oh yeah, it's it's grown substantially. It's probably twenty five percent of my business now. Is that right? When, yeah. when you started, how many years ago was that? When when you first probably brought it to Zia, was that three or four, how long ago? Was about that? three or four years ago. Three or four okay. years ago. You know, and okay. so that then actually Zia was the restaurant that kind of kicked it in with me, right? Going into the wild and and some other things going on too. But and it it's just part of what Louisiana is all about, and. Uh, you know, I'm glad people are getting into the wild now. It's probably a little more expensive for a restaurant, but I think it's so much worth it. I know I asked you this the last time you were on, and I really, I really do believe this. I don't think it's just my imagination, but I believe that all wild-caught catfish is not created equal. I find a gamey taste in some of them and a delicate taste in others. I think the Zia wild-caught catfish is among the best I've had. And I'm not going to name places where I've had a game of your taste, but is that is that true or is that just my imagination? Well, it could be handling of the product. It could be many different things. And uh, sometimes, like you've seen some of the farm-raised ponds, they'll get an algae bloom and it'll give them an off taste, a muddy taste. And so you'll get that. You'll get a different flavor there. You know, was, but but I'm talking about got, wild. Wild and, and farm yeah, are not yeah. the same at all, are they? No, not the same at all. Okay. Wild, you know, you've got running water. You've got a lot of things, different things, so you don't run into okay. the problems you might have. And then other than that, I really haven't had that in in that those that fish at all of any consequence. You know, and if you have, okay. it could be mishandling. It could be many different okay. reasons why. But, uh, you know, and some fish are just stronger tasting than other fish like you know king mackerel is going to definitely taste a lot a lot right, different than you're going to do with the intro with the yeah. intro nice species but our intro fish are always milder and better and you know from black drum black drum is a standby now in the city that's one of my favorites and you know the, you know redfish of course is all farm raised now but they those are wild salt now. aren't they aren't those for the gulf those are salt aren't they black drum yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay okay yeah they're, no, so our, the they're basically an inshore fish so we catch them in the lakes and and stuff like that, but it's a it's a, a solid piece on the menu right now in, in the state in the city for sure. When you say inshore, you said you catch them in the lake, so they would come in through the brackish water. Yes, that, okay, that's I our see. strength is that what I call sweet I water see. brackish, where you got okay. that fresh and salt mix is what it is, and and okay. it's good for the catfish as well. And uh, you know, with all this fresh water, has really helped catfish all this rain and storms and everything. But mm -hmm. yeah, you know, we need more of the sweet water, that brackish water. That's where all of our fish come in to spawn and lay their eggs and and, and uh, grow and, and and they go offshore sometimes like the red drum and stuff. Redfish come inside to spawn and then go back outside. Okay. Uh, a lot of fish do. A lot of fish are going offshore, but but you know basically, you know the, the promotion we're talking about is just basically trying to get back to not get back to but push more Louisiana, push people on the fact that Louisiana products are are just that yeah. better than yeah, everything. Yeah, for us for sure. And, for sure. Uh, Wait, I want to get back to the promotion, and we're gonna we're gonna close with the promotion. But I have two other questions to ask you. So, yeah. um, the the status of crabs and shrimp before we get to yeah. the promotion, I would assume yeah. that 
that those are very healthy too, aren't they? Oh yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, the crabs, you know, it's all weather related. The weather systems we've had have really affected us with crabs and anything else that we're fishing right now. Uh, shrimp, whereas it's been up and down this year, uh, you know, my son owns a shrimp plant. He's done extremely well with production, heavy production on shrimp. And so we're okay. We're still good with those items. Uh, you know, oysters have taken some beatings with the fresh water, but the crabs and, and, and shrimp now, right now, crabs are really expensive, but you got to look at the weather we're going through. Look at the weather we had in the last 10 days, 20 days. And it just, you can't get out. Yeah. You're not catching them there. So, but yeah. as we get into this month with crabs, you'll start seeing soft crabs again. Nothing yes. stabilizing. Soft crabs will start and then the crab fishery will start. And, you know, it's just sometimes it gets, the wind starts picking up and it's a little hard to get out there. But, no, we're, we'll start with that. And shrimp season starts in May, of course, offshore in April. So all that's right. We're on the cusp of all those coming in good and strong. Of all the good stuff. All what, the Tom? good stuff that has come your way has been not around uh, in New Orleans or the general viscerally. And uh, it has continued to be that. And it's so easy to handle with. It's, uh, it doesn't present a bunch of uh, worries that you have to murder all of your <laughs> sets, second <laughs> uh, shot at it. So you, uh, there, this is a, a really good, uh, in, uh, it's a good looking around. It's a good that, healthy that industry. This is uh, uh, there, which uh, tells us why we like this so much. I do. Yeah. It's a good, healthy oh, yeah. industry. All right, so the Copeland thing is just a special promotion with the Louisiana Seafood Board to celebrate yeah. the the seafood bounty, and not only the seafood bounty, but also other industries. I know that on the menu there, there's a strawberry uh, dessert, right. a strawberry shortcake. Right. So, um, yeah. okay, so tell us what some of the things are that, that they're highlighting like what's how are they going to be showcasing uh louisiana seafood on this particular well, well, menu crab meat is a big thing for copeland's all the time so it's gonna be a lot of crab meat a lot of oysters you know your gumbo crabs and all that stuff different fish species that they're going to do and you know so they're just anything we can get louisiana they're going to be doing things with it on the copeland's menu and and uh so it you just look at the staples that we have, the crabs and fish and oysters, uh -huh. and that's where you see them going with all that pushing it hard and and, it, and mandating that a lot of us set to Louisiana products as much as possible. Some cases is, we can't, but most of the cases we will. Is this for a limited time, or is this just, hey, yeah, we're going to well, really start hiring? It's just an extra hard push right now during Lent. Mm -hmm. uh, which I is see. always the time, and then, but it's but with Copeland's Louisiana products is never limited, and they're always right. looking to, to maintain that that particular program. But this is just a just a, a making people better understand what they're all about and what uh, that they're going to stick to their roots and stick to Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's certainly a lot of wonderful food to be had here, and it's uh, it's quite a celebration, and it should be celebrated because we. We've got some delicious food here, huh, Tom? Oh, you betcha, man. If you haven't found it right away, get on it and you'll get some more. And if you want Mel Steele, come see me because then I'll tell you some jokes, too. <laughs> where right, where could a food show be on for 33 years other you want than to. here? That's for sure. That's right. Anyway. Oh, All right, God. Harlan. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you very much. Bye -bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Harlan Pierce from L.A. Fish, Harlan's L.A. Fish. I have been really intrigued by his 
push to bring more wild caught catfish to uh, restaurants and to markets because, well, people tell me things and then, and then something is ruined forever. Once Duke LeCicero explained to me the concept of farm raising fish, and now the first thing I say when I'm in a restaurant and I see fish on a menu, is it wild caught or farm raised? I see this a lot with salmon. And the reason that I asked him if there was a, a sort of conjunction between farm raising catfish and wild catfish is that they do that with a lot of other fish, like salmon. If I'm in a restaurant, sometimes a first class restaurant, I'll ask if something is farm raised and they'll say, well, yes, but, and then there's like some way that they explain that it's also wild. I don't know how it can be wild and farm raised, but apparently there's some salmon product that some first class restaurants are serving that's kind of both. Doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm glad to hear that there is a definite distinction between wild and farm raised regarding catfish. And I'm always going to look for the, the wild, although I do make an exception with that. Middendorf says that they can't do wild catfish because their volume is just too high. They can't get enough of it. So uh, you just got to excuse the thin cut catfish at Middendorf's from anything like that because it's just too good and it's just too iconic. Anyway, 5569696, we'll be back to talk about some more food of all different varieties as the yellow brick road of the food show just winds around. And we'd love to talk to you about whatever it is that you would love to talk about. This promotion with Copeland's appears to be uh, Lenten-driven, but also maybe open-ended. And so if you have been to Copeland's lately, look for that Louisiana catch. That's what it's called. And if you haven't been to Copeland's lately, you're probably overdue to experience the Louisiana catch. So it is not only fish and crabs and shrimp and oysters and all that, but I saw strawberries on the menu. So it's highlighting the Louisiana products in the menu this month. What's going on, Tom? You look like you want to say something. No. Okay. All right, 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we're talking food, and that's what we do. We were talking about uh, highways earlier because uh, Tom is a big national highway, well, geek is really the word. I think that's probably just what it comes down to. But for many years, he has been obsessed with maps and traveling the highways and byways, these big national highways that go coast to coast. And uh, he was talking about the food along the route. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about when Tom introduced his family to his favorite stretch of highway from here to Van Horn, Texas, the end of Highway 90, as it turns out. We'll be back. Bottom of the hour news time, Louisiana Radio Network.
Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. Governor Edwards announces that COVID restrictions will be loosened Wednesday. That means the majority of businesses, including restaurants, can operate at 75% capacity, but... Gyms and fitness centers will remain at 50% of their capacity, and that's based on recent research from the CDC that raises concern about the spread of COVID-19 in these settings. The New Orleans Archdiocese asked Catholics to take the Pfizer or Moderna COVID vaccines instead of the Johnson & Johnson's morally compromised vaccine. LSU Religious Studies Professor Michael Pasquet says Pfizer and Moderna used abortion-derived cells in research, but... The difference with the Johnson & Johnson now is that those abortion-derived cell lines were also used in the manufacturing. Pasquet says while the Archdiocese has taken what seems to be a firm position against the J&J vaccine, it's not a policy they can enforce, and... They are also sort of keeping the ultimate choice up to the individual Catholic. I'm Matt Doyle. LRN. From simple structures to highly complex headquarters, Mueller Custom Buildings are engineered and made to help your business grow. Hear how Mueller helped Brian with a custom steel building for his company. Here at Gibson Automotive, we're a collision repair. We do body work, paint. We also sell a few cars. My contractor wanted to use Mueller because they were the best. So why wouldn't I use Mueller? This project turned out better than I ever imagined. There wasn't a nut and bolt that didn't fit anywhere it was supposed to. Going with Mueller was one of the best decisions I made in the whole construction. Visit our website today at MuellerINC.com to find a location near you and view our wide range of building types from workshops to commercial projects. Mueller Inc. Metal roofs, metal buildings, made in America and made to last. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. Yes, indeed. So very, very true. I want to mention before we go to Randy, who is uh, graciously holding on the line, that Jack Mill Inn on the North Shore is a wonderful place to go. It is definitely a destination restaurant. We have a lot of listeners in Hammond. But uh, they've probably been there. But the ones on the South Shore and even as far away as Covington might not have been to Jack Mill Inn. We highly recommend that you try it. It's been around for 43 years. Paul Murphy is an excellent restaurateur. It's it's an old house. It's actually an historic old house in Hammond. And uh, there are little nooks and crannies everywhere. It's a very romantic place. There are fireplaces 
all over. You can have fireside dining. It's a great place to have your wedding or a special event. They uh, have a great Sunday brunch. They have steak night. Tonight is steak night at Jack Mel Inn. Craft cocktails, great Friday lunch prefix special for two courses. Paul Murphy is an enophile, and there is a great wine list. Jack Mel Inn is a great place to go if you have not been and want something different. It is definitely worth the drive to the North Shore. We highly recommend Jack Mel Inn. It is at 903 Morris Avenue, East Morris Avenue in Hammond. It's between sort of the neutral ground between two parts of a highway that go in different directions. They're both one way, and uh, Jack Mel Inn sits between the two. They uh, are The phone number is 542-0043. That is a 985 area code. That is Jack Mel Inn. Let's go to Randy. Randy? Hey there. Hey. Hello? Yes, Randy, I want to congratulate you. You are a sponsored call today. You are Am being I? sponsored. Yes, you are being sponsored by Cava Bistro, which is in oh, Metairie wow. in the old Cypress Bistro on Transcontinental. This is fine dining that has just come to Metairie and I highly recommend Cava Bistro and you are you your call is sponsored by Cava Bistro. Oh wonderful. They're taking over what used to be a, a, a great place. I uh I used to live and, near there. I had a good I had a friend that, that waited there for, for years and uh I went there to eat myself a few times. Great place. I I hope they I hope this new place does well there. It's uh it's it's definitely um Cypress was a really good restaurant. Um, Cava Bistro is really fine dining. It's a charming little carved out space for fine dining. It's really Wonderful. nice. Anyway, all right. Yeah. Tell us what you so got to I say. I had a, a, a question uh, slash recommendation from y'all. I know, um, I know you. I know y'all used to, and this may not be the same one. Y'all used to advertise for uh, the restaurant, or may still do, for all I know, uh, the restaurant Santa Fe. But y'all may have been talking about Santa Fe Tapas, and I'm also not even sure if those are two separate places. Um, I know the one in Esplanade is Tapas, or but and then and then there's another one in the French Quarter. But either way, um, to get down to the question, um, if I am looking to if I'm looking to take someone out on a date and make a good first impression, and if I have, and if I want to stick around that cluster of restaurants um, or in the north side of Esplanade, primarily speaking of like Dega, uh, Santa Fe, and what's the other one? Um, Santa Fe and uh, Dega. I can't think of the other one right off right off the top. Well, of my there's head. a pizza place what? right around there. There's um, La Usa's by the track. Um, right, there's right. Lola across the street. Lola's, that, that's the one I'm thinking of. I, okay. Out of Santa Fe, Lola's, and, uh, and Cafe Dega, which one would you recommend if you, wanna, if you wanted to make a good first impression? Ooh. I know, too, I know, I know Dega is Spanish. Santa Fe is obviously No, no, Lola is French. Spanish. Dega is French. Oh, Lola's Spanish? Dega is Lola's okay, the Spanish one. That's a teeny tiny little place. They are. Uh, yeah. I know a lot, of them, a, lot of them are, a lot of them are making use of the curbside dining, but they seem, I mean, even if 
even if the climate wasn't as it is now with the pandemic, they still look like they, you know, patio dining would be carrying any one of all three of those places. But I've never been to yeah. any of them. They they oh, all okay. seem like kind of like romantic type settings. But if I'm, I don't know. I, and I, as I said, I've heard y'all talk about Santa Fe, and I, I imagine you're familiar with that that area. We're familiar with all of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all of them. Which so one, the, I, I guess the question to you, the question to you, yeah. Randy, would be: If this is a date, is it a first date? Yeah. It's yeah. A first date. Yeah. Okay. Good do you know this person, person, or is it? Like, I do. Is, okay. I do. I, I have. All right. Well, so person. then I think you should ask the person um really? what kind of food they prefer because those are three very distinctly different cuisines okay and okay. um as far as as romantic um i don't know that i would describe any of them as particularly okay. romantic yeah. um this is the first but- the first a first date so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily need to be i was maybe just trying to, yeah. trying to think of an adjective when i said that yeah, I mean, I don't. So, uh, yeah, casual, casual. I guess would yeah. be more geared towards what somebody would be looking for. Yeah, but I think you should. I think you should inquire about the food because the really? uh, the food at all three of those places is really good. Okay. But if you take this person to a Mexican place and they don't really like Mexican food, then you would have done better going to Dega. You know what I mean? Or right. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all and there's good, also, though. go ahead, boy. They're all good, though, is what you're saying? Yes, they're all good. There's also another one, 1,000 Figs, which is Middle Eastern, which I don't think I would do on a first date. So I think you've right, got three right. good choices there. Um, okay. I, I, I just don't and know. Theater, I think and they're, it, in a, they're in a very nice area of the city. I just kind of yeah, yeah. thought of a good area, and I'm like, oh, I, I go running past these all these places all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, but, but I've never been to any of them, so... I've been listening well, to the food darn it, get in years, there and so do I figured, it. why not call? What's yeah. that? I said, gosh darn it, get in there and do it then. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so call us inspired. and let us know how it goes. I will, absolutely. <laughs> Give will. us a report. It's just, yeah, I will. So inquire is your answer, right? I think that you, I think that you should okay. find out about what kind of food because um, we're not talking about American food. We're talking no, about... No, we are not. You know, Mexican food, which is an assertive thing. We're talking about Spanish mm-hmm. food, which is an assertive thing. We're talking about French food, which is the least assertive of the three. So, Correct. you know, if you're going to make the decision for her, then I would choose that one because you're Lola. probably going to be on safer territory. But That's it really kind of depends on... Now, if you want to get her drunk, have a margarita at at um santa fe those are killers yeah yeah the the drinks are going to be cheapest there i imagine for sure Uh, i don't know but i just uh i just know that those are some mighty powerful margaritas there i i think it really just just depends on um i mean i don't know how well you know her but um Mm -hmm. you know Ah. but i think that i think your safest your safest food is probably dega and then the other two are probably I think so. Yeah, I mean, French okay. food. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love French food? I mean, yeah. Unless yeah. unless so she's an athlete and doesn't want anything, you know, um, heavier, richer, buttery. Yeah, yeah. I don't right. think so. I don't know. I think have... you should. I think you should. I mean, are you? Is it some place? Is it something where you don't feel like you can ask or? 
Oh no, no, no! I, I don't think that would be a problem at all. I, I have no, I have no qualms about you know needing needing to be perceived as like you know so sure to where you know so sure of myself to where I, I you know I'd like asking somebody what they like to ease out of the question. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's I think that's probably your your. The, well, I thought the next Jaga has they have they have paellas and you know pretty decently pretty de- decent looking sharing type dishes because I looked at these menus briefly too. Wait, Day Guy has paella? <laughs> no, you know what? Lola's that was Lola. For some reason, Lola. I'm thinking Day Guy French, but I really should be. Day Guy is Spanish. French and Lola is Spanish. Yes. That's okay. Yeah, I'm getting the two. I'm getting the two mixed up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, and I would if I if I were you, if you are running past those places all the time, then you ought to pop your head into each one, and see which Probably one should. you think you would like to be in uh, for ah. a date. Because I'm sure they're all going to have a very different um, react. You're going to have a very different yeah. reaction to each one. Okay, great. So that's well, what I'd suggest. I, uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep all of that in mind, and uh, okay. yeah, I think I might just I don't know. I'll either ask her, and if if it's up to me, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with. I think I might go with Dagoth. Okay, let us know how it goes. We're nosy. Great. Yeah, I'll talk to you. All right. I'll go. Well, thank you. Take, take care. Bye bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, that's what we do. We just talk about food, and we talk about restaurants. And uh, the food, the uh, the show is less focused on questions like that, although. We're still capable of doing them. So if you um, if you have a question like that, we'd love to hear it. And if you want to report on a place, maybe someone else would love to hear the report because maybe they're going to go so- there too. Five five six nine six nine six. We talk about food. Tom's been doing that for thirty three years here on the Food Show, and uh, we show no signs of letting up on that because why not? This is New Orleans, and that's what we love to do here. I want to tell you before we uh, head out to a break that Antoine's is some place that you should absolutely experience if you have not yet. What in the world is stopping you? There's a three-course sample menu prefix for $21 at Antoine's. There are a couple of different choices. And uh, they're all a really good representation of what they do at Antoine's. You should go experience that if you have not. Three courses for $21. 16 extra dollars if you want wine pairings in that meal. The Hermes Bar is open. They have happy hour every day. They have uh, $6 well drinks and also uh, bar bites, which will give you another idea of what they're doing at Antoine's. Or you could just go experience it the usual way and just go have dinner there. Great party place. We had a great 70th birthday party for Tom. They followed all the protocols. We had a room big enough to do that. They have a bunch of different rooms of different sizes. The food was great. The service fantastic. In all the world, there's only one Antoine's. Do experience it yourself. 581-4422 is the number. It's 713 St. Louis. Antoine's. You said we have a caller, Henry? We should take a break. Let's do a break. We'll be back. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. 
I love the steaks. Here is prime beef dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovic family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? just want to say if Randy's date likes fresh cut fries, no better place to get them than Crescent City Steakhouse. Let's go to Mary in Chicago. Hello. Hey, how are you guys? We're good. How about you? We're cold but sunny. <laughs> We're wet and dreary. Well, I got you beat. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Tom's groupie from Chicago. I first met him at... Uh, a dinner he hosted at Heaven on 7 in Chicago. Oh, my goodness. So that that's a long time ago. Oh, it's a long time ago. Well, I'm old. And, <laughs> um, and then uh, when we came, we visit New Orleans fairly often pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually, for my girlfriend's 50th birthday he, at Galatoire's, he actually served her her birthday cake. Oh, that's so nice. So she has... She has Fond, fond memories of that. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. That's sweet. So anyway, here I am stuck in the frozen tundra, and I, I, I want to order some stuff. I want to order some crawfish tail meat, some andouille, some tasso, some boudin, um, and I just wanted to get your recommendation of if you I, – I, I usually go to one company – I'm fine with going to multiple companies, but I wanted to get input on what you think is the best. Okay, so you want you want tasso, you said, or andouille? I want both. Okay. Well, I'm going to send you to several different companies, if that's okay. I think oh, yeah. the best andouille out there is being made by a most unlikely person. Uh, but he is in the family. But there's a place called The Commissary, which is the next gen of the Brennan family. And they have this smoker that someone gave them uh, from their house in Mississippi. This is my dog who's very loud, and he's like a bull in a china shop. So I, I hope you can hear me over his panting and his clicking. Oh, no worries. We'll wait until <laughs> Mac goes into, like, bark mode. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So it's called The Commissary, and it is, um, it's being made by a guy who was in finance who married into the Dickie Brennan family, Lauren Brennan's um, child and he is making andouille in the smoker and it's divine so i don't know if they can ship you out andouille uh if they are even selling it individually but that is to me the best andouille that is out there in my opinion right now it's called the commissary okay got it and uh, as far as Tasso, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know who is making Tasso. That's not something that I eat very much. I would guess that you could get that. Dorignax is a big sponsor of this show, and they have everything. So if you, um, if you will 
send an email to tom at nomenu.com. Uh, we can dispatch some of these other things to you. And if the commissary does not sell the Tasso for shipping, then we can include the Andui in there as well. Okay? Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. As far as the seafood goes, um, there's a uh, there's a place called um, Higgins Crab Meat that I am told is the best, and restaurateurs will travel to Lafitte to get it. And um, I don't know if they ship, but it's worth a call. It's Higgins Crab Meat. Okay. Or Higgins Seafood, H-I-G-G-I-N-S, in Lafitte. Okay, what else are you looking for? Um, well, I had crawfish, andouille, tasso, and boudin. Okay. Um, if you, I mean, man, to me, I know this is going to make some people shriek, but try it, okay, if you haven't, because I was shocked myself. But I think the best boudin right now is being made by a big company in Baton Rouge called Manda, M-A-N-D-A. The rest of their products do not thrill me, but their boudin's pretty darn good. Okay. Um, and again, because here this in is Chicago, stuff... if you even say these names of things, they look at you like you're painted purple. <laughs> well, you know what? If if the if each one of these companies does not ship for some reason. I know that you could get all of these things in a one-stop shop from Dorignacs, okay? So okay. Um, I would check these things first and then tell me what you need and I will get you in touch with Nicole Dorignac who is actually part of the show on Thursdays. Okay, um, Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, yeah. And you can check with Mandeville Seafood. Mandeville Seafood is our favorite seafood place on the North Shore. And their stuff is fantastic. And so if you're looking to get shipped a bunch of things at one time that are all seafood things, that would be a good one. Okay. Good. Okay. Good yep. luck with all that. And Thank send you. us the email, and, we'll, and if you need some more help, we can help you. Tom at nomenu.com. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Stay warm. Try anyway. All right. Let's go to Ron, the gourmet not reporter. I know you're not in the quarter today. I'm uh, cooking what I call big breakfast for dinner for some of my neighbors. So I'm looking at uh, okay. eggs, egg omelets, uh, fried ham, uh, sausage, uh, biscuits, uh, more ham, a bunch of cheese for a creamy cheese sauce, and I'm going to do some hash browns. So it's it's breakfast for dinner night. I um, okay. I enjoyed your caller uh, or your guest actually. It's fun listening uh, about fish. You know, I was going to give your uh, last caller the one who had that laundry list of uh, Cajun meat items uh, an mm -hmm. idea. I like everything that you said. Um, I've got one too, and it's kind of potluck. What is it? Okay, what I would do. I think some of the best boudin and tasso and stuff like that comes from the Lafayette area. Uh, I think Bro Bridge does a great job. These are coonasses, basically, that are just doing it all themselves. They've been doing mm -hmm. it all their life, a lot of these people. Right, yes. Um, 
I'd go to, uh, I'd go online. I'd probably go to TripAdvisor or maybe Yelp, and I'd look up, uh, you know, a meat factory, so to speak, in Scott, Louisiana, maybe Lafayette, mm-hmm. and maybe Bro Bridge. And I'd just take a shot at it based on the, uh, you know, the recommendations from TripAdvisor. I've had some of these products from uh, southwest Louisiana, and they are really, really good. I've had boudin at gas stations. That's yeah. phenomenal. Well, that's supposed to be the best, you know. There's a place called Ronnie's in Hammond that I think is maybe my reigning favorite boudin. You haven't had, but I don't know if these gas station places would ship to Chicago. I mean, it's worth a try, but but the places that I, I mean, the things that I gave her are things that I actually think are really very good that are probably easier to get. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know if you've had the Manda Boudin, but it's actually really good. Have you had it? it. Yeah, and what I do, do hopefully she's still listening. Hopefully, I love it. Hopefully, she's still listening. What I do with the Boudin is I'll serve it traditional ways. But I'll smoke the boudin with a little bit of hickory or mesquite. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, boy, I, I can't eat it any other way. Now, when I used to get it from gas stations, that was single serving. Uh, they typically yes. just have boudin in tin foil. And it was just something right. that I would eat when I was on the road. I'd pull in gas up, right. grab some boudin, sure. and I'd eat the boudin while I drove. Right. But, yeah. uh, you know, as Standard far as bulk, procedure. I like your idea. I think Nicole uh, Duryak would be a great place yeah, to start. Yeah, she could handle that whole um, thing in one fell swoop. Yeah. And certainly the commissary. I hope, if she's for, listening, for Nicole, I hope you don't mind. I'm volunteering you. I'm sure she doesn't. But anyway, I just <laughs> you know, got I a text casings. that. Wait, what? I get my casings. Uh, I make my own boudin and I make my own sausage. And what I do is, and I'm not all the time, but I mean, I do. Uh, last time I did it, uh, I got from Nicole's, uh, you know, Dornax. They sold me a nine foot section of intestine. And I basically took that home, sat down Yum. with a whole bunch of meats and a six pack of beer. <laughs> And stuffed everything by hand. I mean, it took oh, me that's... two to three hours to do it, but I had Cajun sausage, Italian sausage, and boudin. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, right. I don't know if anybody likes to make that themselves, but uh, Dorniac definitely has the casings for that. You just have to go to the butcher yeah. area and ask them for it, and they usually have it. Well, she might be homesick, but I don't know that she's that homesick. Not homesick, but she might be <laughs> New Orleans uh, craving New Orleans, but I don't know that, that it's that to that extent yet. Anyway, I hope yeah, well, that, that any that of those comment. places that I mentioned do ship. I have to find out if the commissary does. That is good stuff. That is really good stuff. All right. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate you it. Great day. Thanks. As always, bye. I got a text that Paul Prudhomme Tasso is sold at Dorignax and it's very good. And Billy's Boudin in Crotch Springs. I think that that is, um, I'm sure, a great one. And there are all kinds of really good boudins out there, but I wonder about a little gas station shipping. I mean, I'm going to throw Ronnie's and Hammond into that mix too, but I just wonder that they would bother to to ship. Um, I think I think the one that I gave her, Amanda, the, the mass-produced one, which is still a very good product, would would probably fit the bill Apparently, easier. Billy's is not a gas station just anymore. It's a oh, bigger... Is that right? Yeah, it's a little bit bigger. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, so if you're still listening, Mary, Billy's in Crotch Springs. K-R-O-T-Z Springs. Billy's Boudin. All right, I think that wraps us up for the show. Uh, thank you for calling, everyone. Good show. And we will be back tomorrow. I want to mention that tomorrow we are going to be talking about the boiled peanut 
Hummus, I know you've been waiting on the edge of your seat for that. We will have someone on from the Ritz-Carlton Reynolds Plantation where I discovered that you can make hummus with boiled peanuts, Cajun style, and they're gonna give us the recipe and talk about that. Want to mention we have a couple of platforms you might be wanting to pursue, like nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. If you miss some of the show, go there and click on the food show. The podcast will be posted and you can pick up where you left off. We'd love for you to recommend the show to a friend. They can download the Simple Radio app. It's free. I think you can listen on TuneIn. You type in 990 New Orleans and they can listen from anywhere. It's not a show of any tremendous importance, but it is a little bit of fun escapism from all the other darkness out there. We just like to talk about food. And it's fun to talk about food. It's almost as much fun as it is to eat food. So tell a friend, please. Also, please uh, patronize our sponsors. They keep the show on the air. I want to tell you that if you go to nomenu.com, besides the food show podcast, you will find 400 some odd recipes, Tom's vintage works over 50 years of collecting information about New Orleans food and food in general, a lot of good stuff there. You will find out about what specials are out and about around town. Uh, you can get all of that information delivered to your inbox twice a week if you sign up for the newsletter. So go to nomenu.com and click on register and sign up for the newsletter. You'll get it twice a week. We have our Instagram page, a lot of pretty pictures there. We'd love for you to follow us on Instagram at the New Orleans menu is where you go for that. I have my own podcast on Spotify and all those platforms. It's called Emmy, E-M-M-I-E, The Story Lady where I have rewritten classic children's tales and read them, kind of like old radio for little kids. Tim McNally up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. That's it for us. Good night. WGSO New Orleans, 4 o'clock. Join me, BJ Rust, every weekday at 6 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Capital was clearly criminal behavior and was an act of domestic terrorism. It's got no place in our democracy, and tolerating it would make a mockery of our nation's rule of law. Ray testifying in a Senate hearing says hundreds of suspects have been identified in a wide-ranging, ongoing investigation. Texas's coronavirus mandates are ending next week. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. Also, I am ending the statewide mask mandate. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott saying people should still follow CDC prevention suggestions. You're listening to USA Radio News. Can you really believe the news? So much spin. Americans just don't trust big media. And if you're really tired of the old news, check out Newsmax TV, the fastest growing network in America. It's on all major cable systems. Each night, watch Newsmax TV and see big shows with Sean Spicer, Greg Kelly, Lindsey Keith, Stinchfield, and Rob Schmidt. They're exposing Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's surprising agenda. So tune into Newsmax anytime. If your cable doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you can go to another service that does.
or you can download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, and you can watch it anywhere in the world. Newsmax is also free on TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. And millions of people watch Newsmax on Roku, YouTube, Pluto, Zumo, Apple TV, and more. There's a reason 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV all the time. Check it out today. Newsmax is real news for real people. Senator Elizabeth Warren wants to see a wealth tax on the richest Americans. The Massachusetts Democrat telling reporters it would generate more revenue and opportunity. She's bringing up legislation that would impose a tax on those worth more than $50 million. Grover Norquist is a president of Americans for Tax Reform. He tells CNBC this is not a good move. If you want to, you reduce the capital gains tax every time we've reduced the capital gains tax rate. Higher income people have paid more in taxes and you've had more growth and there have been more jobs for everybody. So if you're into hate and envy, uh, go ahead and do the wealth tax. Uh, there's a lot of selective discussion about where the wealth tax has succeeded. Fifteen countries have put in a wealth tax. Eleven got rid of them because they discovered how dysfunctional it was. Vernon Jordan, a civil rights leader whose pragmatism and charisma gave him access to corporate boardrooms, congressional leaders, and the White House, died Monday at the age of 85. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hey, New Orleans, Jack Jelanko again, local wine guy. Have I got a wine for you. A recent discovery from the heart of the Sonoma Valley called Bennett Valley Cellars Bin 5757 Chardonnay. This is a beautiful, crisp, and unoaked Chardonnay that is perfect with our abundant seafood or just on its own by the pool. Ask for it in your better wine shops because you won't find it in grocery stores. Bennett Valley Cellars, family owned and delightfully fresh. Cheers. WGSO Across the Gulf South A great new way WGSO Celebrating 75 years, we are the community voice of the Crescent City. WGSO 990 AM Cloudy night tonight, clouds early tomorrow, clearing up. A cold night and gusty on the winds. The winds go lighter tomorrow, early in the morning. And then throughout the day, a milder with some sunshine starting to come back. The highs of low 60s. It's another cold night with light winds. Wednesday night, clear skies, lows of 40s. Sunshine Thursday afternoon, upper 60s. Some clouds, some rain chance starting to come back a little bit by Friday afternoon, especially Friday night. Increasingly overcast skies. Ralph Sanji, WGFSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show. 
your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now here's your host, Tim McNally. as much of it as we do we, we really don't do well with it thanks to a, a mistrust a well-placed mistrust of the sewage and water board and their ability to move water out of our yards and our streets and secondly uh, we don't do well with cold weather when we get it together that really is uh one of those recipes for like wow this is nasty well gang this is nasty. This is one of those days. It's 50 degrees out there today, but it feels considerably cooler than that because it's so darn damp, and uh, it, is, it is really just not a pretty day. Uh, no reason in the world to be out in the middle of any of this. Uh, we're going to do better as the week goes along. Uh, tomorrow's supposed to be partly cloudy, and uh, we'll be back into the 60s. This is by far going to be the coldest day of the week and uh, the most uncomfortable, uh, and uh, we don't need to uh, – we really don't need to 